0: welcome to the business mentor podcast this podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences ideas and happenings in the world of business featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey introducing your host award-winning entrepreneur and prince's trust business mentor jay dylan
1: welcome to the podcast Milad. Shadru, want to get that name right, A.K.A. Singing Dentist. I've been yes excited sir. about. I've been excited about this. I shared it on my social media. Everyone loves what you're doing, by the way. Love Thanks, it, man. Bro. Love it. Appreciate the guy's amazing. It, so look, man, you've had millions of views. Crazy amount of views. You've got some amazing followers. You've been on every single TV network, um, UK, US, the worldwide. You're famous. You're famous, and uh, <laughs> <Well done. laughs> so so. What to get you on? But first, you know I know Milad from the Dentistry Show. Uh, we, yeah, met, we met. We I met, mean, but you don't even know. A while ago, you you even know why I was there. Do you know why I was there?
0: Yeah, you were. You were doing. Um, it was like a online thing, right? Yeah, Where yeah, yeah. So that reputation for like dentists and building up their brand and stuff like that, right?
1: Yeah, but check this out. That was a challenge, by the way. So so yeah yeah so we did a 30 day business challenge to get a business from scratch to 30 days and we came to dentry show and we sold it that, that's, really? Yeah, it's all part of a challenge. We, that business we sold on after, but it was a th- Oh wow! Yeah, so so I, I, I've been in business for a long time. We had I've had a big business of 500 staff. So I do stuff with the Princess Trust, mentoring as well. But you know, like me, I wanted to prove to people, look, it can be done. A lot of people talk a lot. You know what I mean? And so you won't even know that we got you, didn't we? We pulled you to one side because you, you were the mega star of the dentist show. Everyone was like, when you came in, everyone was like, wow. But then we managed to uh, we managed to get great. you in. But thank you for that time as well. Appreciate that but anyway that, no, yeah, sure. yeah yeah exactly so look tell me tell me look i want to go back and then we're going to come forward then we'll talk about obviously what you're doing at the moment dentistry right um mm-hmm. why dentistry you know obviously that's a it's a great passion but it's a great profession by the way got many friends who are dentists but for you what what got you into dentistry in the first place
0: um so it was kind of like a, a family thing really i guess I don't we don't have any dentists or doctors or anyone in the family but growing up so i was born in iran yeah and um Iranian parents and you know, they always kind of guided me towards certain things. And um, yeah, dentistry was just a thing and medicine and that kind of stuff. And when actually came time and touch wood, you know, through school, I was quite good at science. I was quite good at like maths and good with people, good with interacting, good with my hands. So all the kind of skills you need to kind of follow like a medical path, I guess. And so when the time came to choose, I went and did some work experience and I went on call for like, it was supposed to be a week work experience with like a, a medic friend, I lasted like two days, bro. It was so tough. I was like, God, I, I, this ain't for me, man. The, the, the hospital life and the doctor life, that's not, that's not the one. I always knew I wanted to have a family and the kind of nine to five office hourly thing was, was cool. Like I, and then also with dentistry as a business element as well. So my dad, as well as being a musician, he was a businessman. So I was always used to seeing my dad hustling, like on the phone, on the computer, back in the day it was telex before fax. Yeah, so we had like a telex machine in the house and I used to see him doing this stuff and I always kind of liked that kind of vibe of being entrepreneurial and I thought with dentistry, you get the opportunity to own a business, to be a businessman, but at the same time, do healthcare and help people and use the skills that I thought I had. You know, science, good with my hands, good with people. So it just seemed to make sense. So I did some work experience with dentistry and loved it. It was nine to five, has that like office hour element. Once you shut your business, you go home, you can spend time with your family. So for me, it just made, it ticked a lot of the boxes and so... That's the path we went for, so I put it down on my UCAS form because that's the choice. (laughs) We got the grades, and then got into dental school, and yeah, man, worked hard for five years, got out, and then the rest is history, I guess.
1: Tell me about. There's a story I read. It's about in around when you you pick something, and then you yeah yeah yeah. So So that's
0: the original. That's like the actual guide that kind of went into it. So. We've got this thing. So my mum's from like the north of Iran. And basically they have this like little tradition thing. So like before the kids won, I think it is. So before the first birthday, you put your baby on the floor with like a whole bunch of things that kind of symbolize professions. So there's like a ball, which is like a sportsman or, you know, a book, which is like a writer or something like that. and. Um, there was like an empty syringe, basically, no needles on it. Obviously, you're not barbarians. <laughs> yeah. but it was like an empty, <laughs> empty <laughs> syringe, and I just pl- I seemingly played with that the whole time. I just kind of kept pushing the air out of it and pulling in. it, made noises. It pops, you know, when you pull a syringe out, it does that. So I was just kind of fiddling with the syringe the whole time. And my mom and dad was like, "Oh, my son is a doctor," so um, they they basically pushed me towards that and kind of guided me towards it, I'd say, You know, kind of they saw that I had the necessary kind of things to make it, I guess, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, they kind of guided me towards that. But that was where I guess it started. And then, you know, your parents just kind of tell you stuff. What, and you know, when you were a kid, like, what do you want to grow up? Doctor. I don't even know what that means. But, you know, some people say firefighter, astronaut, all them kind of stuff. But for me, I just always say doctor, not knowing what that really entailed. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, as I grew older, then I, I learned more and did the work experience and did the stuff. And that's that's kind of what I ended up. But yeah, it started out with that, yeah. that little funny, funny moment, yeah, so which I forgot to do for my kids, actually, which is a shame. So... I should have done it, but I totally forgot with my kids.
1: Yeah, we always did it. Yeah. So, were you? Uh, you were are you born in the UK? You born in the UK? Born in Iran. You born in Iran? So, how old are you know? How yeah. old are you?
0: I am thirty-nine. Oh, just a couple of years. I know. I don't look it. Yeah, you're couple... but it's fun. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're a couple of years behind me. Yeah, so I was born in Iran. I came I came to the UK when I was five.
1: You were five, yeah. Because a good friend of mine, Patrick Bet David, who are, who's very big in the US, I mean he's got like two million subs, to YouTube, massive influence in entrepreneurship. Nice. And he he we interviewed recently, he's a good friend, and uh, he came from Iran, but he came when the war was happening. Iran and Iraq. Yeah, right. so so were you involved in that at the same time? Because i was some region. Yeah, so
0: 1986 is when I left Iran, and that was during the Iran-Iraq War. Prior to that, so a lot of Iranians left Iran in the Revolution yeah. which was 1979 oh. so that was just a couple of years before I was born and that was when there was a big like exodus of all the Iranians kind of leaving Iran so a lot of people ended up in America um, mostly California to be fair so they've dotted all over California LA San Francisco San Diego there's big kind of um, communities and then a lot of people came to the UK a lot of other Iranians ended up all over kind of Europe so a lot of Iranians in Sweden actually a lot of Iranian dentists come out of Sweden really so yeah uh, Sweden, Germany, um, pockets in France, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, man, that the, the revolution kind of changed a lot. Iran as a as a country, as a landscape, um, and then the war with Iraq kind of started. I think three or four years after that, and that kind of went on for years. And yeah, we just we just left during the war as well. So yeah, it was tough times, man. Yeah, actually, yeah. I was so thinking back to that now, I've got a, I've got a six year old and a four year old now. So thinking roughly around that kind of age, if I had to like get up and leave my country now because war was happening, which is what's happening for millions of people today to this day still, it's terrifying, man. It would be absolutely terrifying. So what my mom and dad had to go through and what they did for me, in that I don't have bad memories of that time. You know, as a five year old, you have memories, but I don't have bad memories of it. I remember bits, but you know, I just remember my life and doing what your mom and dad you to do and you kind of you know they i guess they kept me shielded from the the atrocities and the terror and stuff that must have been happening and going you know for them going through it so yeah i'm I'm eternally grateful and will forever never be able to pay that back to my parents man
1: yeah yeah we we owe a lot i mean my parents are from india but we were born here but you hear the stories of my granddad's in the army and stuff yeah sacrifice we're going through a similar thing now you know with the coronavirus you know Uh, a
0: massive sacrifice of staying in our house 100%. 100%.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Trust me, with, my, with my kids because my kids are um, nine and six. So nice. you know we're trying to explain cool. to them that like, this is like this is pretty easy, man. We've got it easy. We've had it easy, really. Obviously, you had the I tough time. I think so,
0: bro. I think so. I mean, compared to kind of even now, what's going on in other countries still. So I think yeah. just following it. I mean, it's, it's tragic still. There's going to be so many people that are going to lose their lives to this, especially you know here in the UK, but globally, um, already the death tolls are, are kind of alarming, but we've just got to all do our bit, man. And if that means reduce the social interactions, stay indoors, be sensible, follow the guidelines. These aren't difficult things that we're being asked to do. So hopefully yeah. it will help. It will help with the viral load. It will help flattening out all the curves, everything the government's kind of saying, and, and we just have to wait and see, man, ride it out, and then see what mess things are left in. Yeah. Because economically, I think, ooh, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be an interesting time for a while, so. Yeah, man. Let's yeah. see.
1: No, it's tough, and it's good that we. Because this podcast is about helping businesses, and I do a lot for the mentoring side. But going on to business, you're a business owner. You know, you And um, you know, with your own business, your own practice. How are things at the moment, and how has it impacted your business? Because I'm assuming you guys are shut down now, and you just yes. like every Straight other business.
0: Plans. So there's no patient kind of interaction face-to-face. We're doing the telephone triaging, which is what the government's kind of told us we need to do, what our dental officer has kind of told us what we need to do, um, which is, yeah, just answering phones and obviously trying to reduce the number of people that are in one place at a time. So every day we have a different dentist that goes in to man the phone lines with our receptionist. Um, So all the nurses are at home at the moment and we just take it in turns. There's no point five dentists being there at the same time just to answer phones. So yeah. we, we all go in one day um, until we find out what the answer is. So what's next, You know, are, are we gonna get redeployed? Are we going to be having emergency centers that have the correct PPE? The big, the big issue with dentistry, is obviously the aerosol producing element of it, right? So everything we do pretty much, when you drill a tooth, you create an aerosol. So instead of it being droplet exposure, which like a visor can protect, aerosol kind of goes everywhere and it can get in from everywhere. So unless you have the correct fitted, FFP3 masks, then you cannot do aerosol producing procedures. So the regular masks that we wear, visors, all that kind of stuff is useless against an aerosol. So that's the reason why we can't be open. Um, and hopefully there will be these emergency centers. That's what they're talking about. They're gonna open up these emergency centers and then patients can go to there But at the moment, bro, all we're doing is just advising. So they're calling it triple A's, triple A, which is advice, Analgesics, so basically painkillers or antimicrobials, which is basically antibiotics. Wow. So we just have to have a conversation, try and diagnose what the issue is without x-rays, without looking, without anything, and then triage the patient as to how serious things are and give one of the three A's. If it's really bad, like if we think, Okay, this could be life-threatening so there's a massive swelling if it's going to maybe spread up to their eye down their throat occlude their airway that kind of stuff then yeah it's off to a and because that's the only kind of other provision we have but wow. we want to try and keep the hospital pressures down and and we can triage a lot of things but ultimately it's going to be a lot of patients unfortunately in pain that the only thing that's going to fix them is drilling but we just can't do that right now so we've got to write it out so yeah that's the emergency element that's where we're at now but from a business point of view yeah well you know if you run a business that's kind of consumer facing which essentially patients are now consumers yeah if there's no people coming in and sitting down then there's potentially no income yeah i'm lucky in that we have a mixed practice so we have an nhs con- contract but we also do a lot of private work so on the nhs side they're keeping the contract going but that is going to mean we don't know yet they haven't said how that's going to relate to the way we normally deliver dentistry yeah um and how we get paid for it so we're just going to wait and see but everyone's in the same boat so i can't imagine the government being horrendous and nhs england suddenly you know pulling the rug out from everyone's feet because there'll just be like turmoil in the dental industry so that's one thing we've just got to write it out the second element is the private side there is basically not much guidance but what they're saying now is on the private side you can treat it like a private business so we can furlough staff that are really you know working on the private element we can look at some kind of government help the biggest problem is the self-employed issue yeah so where the government's offering help for people that are self-employed under fifty thousand pounds worth of earnings majority of self-employed dentists earn a lot more than that so they just have no income right now for the foreseeable. Yeah. We've got to just stay afloat now. I see this this very much as like phases. Right now, yeah. we're in the survival phase. Yeah. Just stay afloat. That's what right. you got to do, stay afloat. Then there's gonna come the transition phase of going back to normal because normal is gonna be different from now on, indefinitely. In yeah. my opinion, it's gonna be a change completely because of this. So that transition phase, how long is that gonna take? Who knows. But then, once we get over that transition phase, it's the new normal. Yeah. Then we get back to kind of working our businesses and seeing how that relates. So, for my side, for dentistry, I don't know how that's going to relate. We just have to wait and see. I'm sure there's going to be five million new things that's going to come in that we're going to have to start doing in my yeah, clinic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some like mad pressure devices that, you know, take the aerosols out and divert it through a filter and, you know, into the app. Bruv. I can see these companies queuing up now to come in this. Yeah, yeah.
1: That show's going to be full of them stuff. A dentistry show. You're going to have like a loads of things, but
0: it's going to be the new thing. And there's going to be no government funding for it. It's just gonna be Like, listen, that's a problem. You cannot do dentistry now unless you have yeah. these million things now because yeah. of a, another potential viral thing. Da, 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 and we're just all going to have to lump it and put them in. Yeah, yeah. So is what it is
1: man I mean, that, wait and see. yeah 100% and that's why I explain you know businesses every business goes through a tough time you've got to plan prepare and just get ready for it like there's be survival mode sometimes you can't think that far ahead you've got to bring in cash reserves use the, the government support whatever it is but yeah it's tough for people because a lot of the top earners they pay the most tax as well and it's yeah. you know they do contribute a lot and people think of it differently but you know small business could only run like a small business you know you can't have massive yeah. cash flow
0: exactly so many businesses are literally running month to month yeah. like yeah. their cash flow is dependent. They might have a couple of good months. They know like maybe the lead up to Christmas is going to be good for them. But then they know like summertime, potentially when everyone's away, if they're not that type of business, it's going to be a dry period or there's going to be, you know, there's, it's, it's waves, isn't it? You look, look at your 12 month period and to lose three, maybe four, maybe five months worth out of that 12 month period is just, is going to be, I think crippling for many businesses, small businesses. Yeah. But I, I just hope there's people out there can survive and you know they can they can come back from it one thing's for sure soon as things go back to normal People are going to go mad. Right. Right. <laughs> They're going to want to get back in those bars, clubs, restaurants, yeah. retail places, you know. So we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll be stronger.
1: We'll, we'll be stronger. If we can ride this out. which a lot of people will be, there'll be, there'll be innovation. I mean, someone was in yep. Uber and all these stuff came out of last recession. There'll be innovation. So we need entrepreneurs. And I'm encouraging everyone. I'm doing it myself. We've got to think of ways around this because uh-huh. it's just another thing. But, you know, on that side, let's talk about your brand because. Singing dentist, let's get some ah. entertaining stuff, you know, I love your stuff. And, um, yeah, you know, how did it all come about? Because I can remember seeing your video cracking on, the, on, on I was on Facebook, I think initially, right? And I'm gonna check, yeah. this, check this guy, check yeah. this guy out. But how did it all come about? Because your brand is strong now. Tell us a bit about that.
0: Oh, so, uh, thanks man. So yeah, so the singing dentist thing, because I had the music element, right? So my dad, like I said earlier, my dad was a musician and I grew up with music in the house all the time. and. In Iran um, at that time, there was only a few kind of Western influence things that we were allowed to kind of get our hands on and and like it was Michael Jackson was one of the the main things for me and there there was like break dance and all this type of stuff and my dad was very much into, you know, like Earth, Wind and Fire and Stevie Wonder and George Benson and Shaka Khan and those type of things. So that was always playing in the house. And I kind of started picking up on those things and, you know, trying to move like MJ and and singing like him and performing like him and stuff. And um, yeah, my dad would play piano and play keys and I'd kind of watch that. And then he also produced music. So we always had studio equipment in the house. So I kind of grew up just around music all the time. And then that just carried on, man. So, you know, in school I did music and I always had a passion for it. In my kind of under 18 age, I started rapping a bit when I was about 11 started writing songs and started performing in like talent shows and things and stuff and got into MCing. So jungle music. Oh was the yes.
1: Thing. A lot of jungle. Podcast. MCD. <laughs> jungle.
0: Yeah, exactly. man. I started MCing to jungle and kind of doing like house parties and a couple of under 18 clubs and things like that. And then garage music came along, that kind of transitioned yeah. to the UK garage. And I started MCing to that. And then in garage, I kind of really hold my skill, man. I was doing clubs. I was, out and about every weekend. So you was a, yeah. you
1: was a, you was an MC there. You were like
0: a. I was I was a proper garage MC. Yeah, wow, I was on wow. radio stations. It was pirate really? radio back then. So yeah, yeah, on, yeah. I was on big like pirate radio stations in London, um, doing gigs. I released songs. I like, used to produce songs. we Used to hire out studios and go in there and make a song and put it on vinyl. Take it to the test press. Make literally like vinyls yourself, and then take these vinyls to record shops and do sale or return, and you know see if you could sell some records and stuff. So yeah. I was, I was doing all this stuff all while I was in dental school. So this was all kind of just, just prior it started and I got into dental school, but even during dental school, I was like on the weekends I was MCing and I had residencies in a couple of clubs here and there. And then, um, yeah, I had a couple of little record dealy type things came my way. My dad was like, "Nah, listen, stay away from the music side, man. It's very unpredictable. It's tough. You've done the, you know, the hard work. You're in dental school now. Just stick with it. It's a great profession. It's a long term thing. Music can be very short lived." Yeah. So he just kind of always guided me towards the education side, and he said, "Look, get your degree. Once you've got that, you can do this music thing." But I think he knew full well once you get a <laughs> dental degree, you start working, you start making money, you get into business, that kind of stuff. So music was always a part of me bro always even when after i qualified i would still be doing stuff i got into djing i could always kind of dj before but then i started djing and i had a few friends that were running promotions so i used to dj for them had a couple of residencies djing and stuff so it was always a massive part and then one day a couple of years after qualifying whatever it was um, probably about six years after I actually think about it I was just in my surgery one day and a patient didn't show up for root canal treatment so I had like a 45 minute appointment booked up for root canal and at that time Hotline, Hotline Bling by Drake was the like big record yeah. and it just started playing on the radio and I just kind of started vibing out to the song and I just started freestyling over it talking about endo so endo is like the dental term for root canal. Okay. And I just started saying like, I should have never done that endo. And it just kind of wrapped it along. And then I started talking about root canals. And, <laughs> da, da, da. and I Just And I thought, you know what, this is quite funny. Got my phone out and recorded myself kind of singing it in my surgery. And I sent it to a friend of mine who's a dentist. And um, he was like, bruv, this is hilarious. You should post this. I was like, listen, don't post this, man. I look stupid. Dentists ain't supposed to behave like this. You know, we're supposed to be kind of, you know, very like straight-laced and stuff. He was like, no, no, I'm posting it. So without telling me, he put it into like a Facebook group for the dentists. And everyone started going, rah, this is so funny. This is amazing. And then they started sharing it outside of the group.
1: I should have never done that endo.
0: Especially with those curvy roots Shouldn't have done that endo And more and more people started Should've seeing it I use a lot of dental terminology in that one So people I were like, I don't I get tweet. everything he's saying But this is hilarious And it was probably just a close-up of my face, face, face in my tunic And my eyebrows and when started when I doing their the madness as well face. I don't know what happened, where they came from But they just started doing their thing And then people started liking it So I thought, okay, if they like it Maybe I can use that then to give them some like dental messages and stuff, right? So let's see what we can do. So the first one I actively properly sat down and wrote was Gappy, it was my first one. It was a parody of Happy. Cause at the time Happy by Pharrell Williams Was the like yeah. Global biggest tune you know, Despicable Me Had just come out So kids knew it Adults knew it It was just massive So I thought Happy, happy Okay, gappy So I changed up and the lyrics know, And Well, you might be gappy If you don't Brush your teeth For two minutes Twice a day You might be gappy If you don't Floss your teeth To clean all that plaque away And you I put that out gappy. And then I created Like a thing I called myself The Singing Dentist I created like a little brand And like, my logo Was just my face like that and but i just did it all on my phone bro like some really crap app on my phone put singing dentist above it made a youtube page made a facebook page and just put them on that and it just went from there people started liking them and talking about it and then i thought i would do another one and another one i just kept picking like certain so either the song was huge so i parodied it or i had a topic i wanted to talk about and i chose a song to match that topic and that's it i just started doing them every so often i didn't max it out because i was very conscious that with something like this, it's very niche, you know, you can't just do a song a week because people are very quickly like, God, not this guy again, get rid of him. So I would, you know, leave a couple of months in between each one strategically. And then when I come with it, it would always do well. And then I'll kind of lay back, lay back a bit, and then come again and then lay back again. And it's kind of just doing that. And then the big pages started picking up on a lad Bible at the time, yeah. uni lad viral thread. They started posting this, start getting millions of views on their pages. My nurse called the local press, they came in, did a little story on me. Then that made it into the Metro newspaper in London. That's like hundred thousand yeah. plus copies. From there, ITV News called me, BBC News called me. Then like on Lorraine, the TV show, Dr. Hillary was talking about me. And then the following week he was on holiday. So they brought me in for live TV. And that wow. was the first bit of live TV I ever done on Lorraine. And they just put me on in front of the camera and just did a whole section on teeth. And I was like, oh my God, this is this is crazy. <laughs> but all those years of performing, all those years of doing live radio, just being out there, my type of personality, I just loved it, man. I really enjoyed it. I took to it really well. The feedback was always great. And then yeah, Good Morning Britain came, then this morning, and then Sky News, and just loads of stuff. And so every time there was like a dental story, I was the guy. They'd bring me out, and we'd have a bit of fun first, I'd sing a song, do some eyebrows, then we'd get into the serious element. And I just felt like I could always get my message across in a way that people liked it, and people paid attention to it, and listened to it, and found it engaging. So it kind of works, man, and that's kind of where I've been. And it's surprising now, it's been, it'll be five years this November, since my first parody. And, I just kept waiting for it to to finish. Yeah. Like, people just get bored of it, but it just kept growing and kept growing. And everything, I, I specifically remember, I'd always sit with my wife and like after I finished doing one thing, I'd be like, babe, you know what? If this all ends now, I'll be happy, man, <laughs> I've done that. Like I, I've been on this, mo- yeah. I've met for Holly and Philip. <laughs> if this all ends now, I've met Holly and You've met them, yeah. Then, something else. then I did like a dance show with diversity, like a proper show. Yes. I remember well, when I finished, I said to my wife, you know what, babe, if this all ends now, I've been on a dance show with diversity, man. And then like, something else came. It just, it just keeps happening. So as long as people are enjoying it, I'll just keep doing it, man. That's, and that's basically what the brand is. It's a fun way, of giving usually oral health message, but this new parody I did, the coronavirus one. Yeah, I like that. That I did to Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. Cold BID. Let's kick it. Virus baby. Wow. That's the first one where I'm not talking about dentistry, but it's still done really well globally. That went everywhere. Like I was on CNN, I was on NBC, I was on Channel 5 News in America, I was on like Canadian news. It just, that went globally crazy. It's done like 6.5 million on my Facebook page, that one. It's mad. So it shows me that I could possibly talk about anything as long as it's educational and it engages with the people and they'll learn something from it. So. That's where we are now, man. That's That's good.
1: And look, the brand you're saying, you know, happened overnight. But if you you rewind the story, you know, it it takes years. People ask me about my own brand. You know, I've got about 150,000 followers. We've got a podcast over 100 episodes now. And people say, how do you do it? It's just from my experience. And it's 20 years in business from nothing, growing it, scaling it, helping people. That's how you build a brand. Sometimes it's not as simple as following it. You know what I mean? So you've got a good brand now.
0: Absolutely, and that's it and, and that's the other thing. Like I've, I see loads of other like dental parodies. I see loads of people doing songs and stuff. not. I'm not saying since I've done it because they were, they were, these were happening from before me. like now that I've gone back into it. you know American universities, for example, they love doing like these things the review at the end of their term and stuff, and they all do like a song and stuff. So dental parody's been going on for a long time. But the way I kind of do them, where it's just always one take. there's no overproduction, it's live every time I perform it in one hit live. And I don't edit it. I've done a couple of different productions. Like I did a thriller one, it was like a proper music video. We did the whole dance and all the rest that's of it. That's a wicked one, uh, yeah, I like that one. 90%, thanks, brother. 90% of them are just me in front of my phone, in selfie mode, in my surgery on a tripod. And that's it. And I'm just doing it live. That comes from years of performing, brother. That comes from years of doing this. The way I write the lyrics, the way I parody it so close that the words, the flow, the diction, it all sounds like the original song, but I replace the words so it talks about something completely different. But when you're listening to it, you're like, is th- I've had people, so many people message me saying, dude, I can't listen to the original now. I only hear your lyrics, Like you ruined <laughs> yeah. the song for me completely. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, so it's, but that's, that's done cleverly because of the way I write the lyrics. You could just take a melody and say whatever the hell you want. Then it'll just be all right, that's, that's okay. But a proper good, it's actually called pastiche, it's not even parody. Parody is visual, pastiche is music. Wow. But everyone calls it parody. But a proper well-written one, you forget the original because it's so close to the original you see what i mean so and that's just again like you said it takes a long time it's not it's this was this didn't happen overnight i look at this as you know years in the making i've been yeah. so many hours honing my skills in 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 emceeing and writing lyrics and delivery and all that that it that's why it kind of does well now i think because it's not you know it's been years in the making man
1: yeah, and Steve Jobs, he said this quote, it's amazing. He goes, What he does is, you, when he you gets somewhere, you connect the dots backwards. So now you can link everything up. You don't try and connect absolutely. them on the journey. And when you're, no, when you're even bigger and bigger, you're going to connect him back to this interview and say, Yeah, uh, we're rocking like, it. We're rocking that's thing,
0: you know what? That's, that is very true as well. And you never know yeah. what comes off one thing. So that's why, you know, I've, I always try and engage with absolutely everybody, I've, I always make time. It's hard, that's another element that people don't see. It's hard, man, it's hard to kind of be everywhere, yeah. talk to everyone, engage with everyone. When you get so many messages through social media, it's really difficult to, to not miss this. And you know, people get hurt sometimes, they, get, they think you slighted them because you've ignored them or whatever, that's not the case. Not. You know, it's just difficult, it's difficult to manage everything. And I don't have a big team, genuinely it's me. Yeah. I do all my own social media, I do all my own content. I have management now, And we discuss things and they bring opportunities and we kind of talk about different opportunities, but still it's all the kind of major decision making is always done by me because I know my brand, like no one else. And my brand is me. Yeah, yeah. The singing dentist isn't something I turn on and suddenly become the singing dentist. I'm just that guy anyway, man. I'm always bubbly and jokes and positive and you know, everyone goes through different times, but I always try and look at the positivity in everything and try and make people around me smile and be entertaining. And it's just, that's my soul. That's just the type of person I am. So yeah, so this takes a long time.
1: And sometimes you miss a DM. You know, a DM can just, you know what I mean? You get DMs and you think, wow, shit, did Massively. they send that? And you think, yeah. oh, I didn't mean to miss that. Uh, exactly. And someone sent and then, a regular I always, message. I
0: pretty much always get back to yeah. everyone if I can, you know, yeah. wherever I can. It was a lot easier before, it's getting even harder now, but it is what it is, man. It it's, is, it it's, is. It's, it's the nature of the beast of social media you know having that entity having that positioning so yeah i try and use it as much as i can to help people and you know make it a positive positive experience for everyone
1: yeah so before we wrap it up and get some tips and find out what you're doing now so tell me your best song you've done and who would you most like to collab with
0: so i would stay still you know what the best song is difficult to say, but the Ed Sheeran parody is still the one that I think blew it up to next level. Cause my job is to save your two. So brush applause like you need to do. You get too thick, I'm here for you. I'm here to help everybody. And last night you had Vindaloo. Um, and now your that one went like, like super viral. Every day when I you think on all the different things, things, it's over like 200 million all. views now based on all different things. That one song, it just went mad. Crazy. Um, and I met Ed Sheeran off the back of it. He'd heard it. We met backstage at his show and I got invited there and it was just amazing to chat to him and he was so supportive we got a cool little picture and stuff so that one was awesome um this recent corona one yeah that did really well as well and and the reason i think that one is important is because a couple of reasons a because the first time i talked about not dentistry related and it still did well but also because of the time in which we are now that could have i didn't want to do that when people tell telling me, oh, bro, we should do a Corona song, I didn't want to because yeah. I was like, look, this is not a joke, this Corona thing, man. People are losing their lives out there. This is a serious thing. But I kind of really toyed with it and thought, how can I do something to raise awareness? What messages can I give? You know, social distancing, washing, sterilizing your hands, using the alcohol rubs. I rubbed it on my head as well. I was just off the, <laughs> the cuff. Coronavirus, baby. A plan. It just moment came on me. But, you know, I thought I could write... I could maybe give some education so that one was a big one for me as well who would i like to collab with will smith wow i mean will smith was a huge part of my growing up fresh prince of bel-air for people that know me know how much of a big influence that was believe it or not i wasn't the most confident guy back in the day i was always quite bubbly but like you know i'd get nervous doing certain things or whatever and Socially, I was, I was cool, 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 but I'd have some like weird moments. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and copying Will Smith's mannerisms as Will Smith himself in the show though, (laughs) copying his delivery, even some of his lines, brother, especially with girls. I used to kind of use them and stuff and see the comedy and the way he would do stuff, his mannerisms that had a big effect on me growing up. So I would love to parody the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme and nail it to the point that he sees it and he likes it and he shows some support because that would just, that wouldn't, that that would be the moment where I say to my wife, you know what, if I sign out now- <laughs>
1: Man, you gotta do good. it, you gotta do it, you gotta do it.
0: You know what, I've rewritten, I've done three different versions. I've rewritten- yeah, I, love eight, I love that song, I love that song. And I'm still not 100% happy with what I've done because it's such a special thing and everyone knows those lyrics yeah. so well. To change that up, that's going to be, it needs to be epic. So I still haven't put it out, but I've written three different versions, but i have talking about three different things wow. and I'm still not happy with it. But one day, one day I know I'll nail it. And then that's, that's when i I'll, I'll, I'll bring that out.
1: I love it. I love it. So, look, we're in a state of coronavirus, obviously, in you know, the yes, ser- serious aspect to it as well. I know if you would do a follow up when it's not talking about coronavirus, but look, you know, what can you give? Because, you know, doing your teeth is really important. You know, pain, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we can't tolerate pain in this country. We, we can't. We need to, At you know all. what I mean? We're not, we're not yeah, like absolutely. that. And I'm just as bad yeah. as everybody else. So, no matter how much yeah. you train or whatever. So, sure. what are the top tips you could leave, like, so we can prevent certain things you know what i mean um yep. so what, what so, you know
0: cool. i mean emergency wise right so right now in this stage that we're at now emergencies the best emergency is not to have one genuinely so look after your teeth super super well better than you could before one thing we do have is a lot of time on our hands right now so brushing twice a day for two minutes should use a timer you know let the electric brush do its thing for two minutes and stick it in your mouth for that whole period of time Cleaning in between your teeth. The amount of times that I tell patients you need to floss more or you need to use those little brushes between your teeth. Oh, I just don't have time. You should have some time now. So make sure you're cleaning in between your teeth. Get rid of all the food that's stuck between your teeth. Get rid of all that plaque that's clogging up between your teeth because that will affect your gums. That will give you gum disease. That will give you tooth decay between your teeth. Sugary stuff. We're all at home now. Easter eggs a load of rubbish this is easter right now you know easter egg city so there's gonna be loads of easter eggs left over Um, reduce the frequency of sugar consumption so if you have loads in one go it's better than if you spread that same amount constantly throughout the day because every time you have a bit of sugar your mouth gets attacked so you want to reduce how often your mouth gets attacked now Having loads is still not good because for your body, that's bad. You raise your yeah. insulin levels real quick. You know, your body's got to deal with all that extra sugar, especially when you've got kids in the house. You don't want them eating loads of sugar in one go. But you don't want them eating it constantly either because that will affect their teeth. Um, and lastly, getting onto the subject of emergencies. Look, if you, if you break your tooth, if something happens that's totally untoward, call the dentist. Every dentist out there should be on the phone, ready to help, to triage, to offer advice. If you're worried about anything, call up. They might be able to off, you know, tell you to use a temporary filling kit or there might be some kind of temporary fix you can do at home even with a bit of like denture glue, fixative. So there's all different stuff. Call your dentist. There is definitely some kind of help out there. But the first thing is look after yourself. Look after your health and look after your teeth at the same time as everything else that you're doing.
1: Yeah, appreciate that, bro. Really appreciate that. And uh, I want to talk about your before we ask where we, people can follow you, which is everywhere. Um, you're you're single, so um, yes, you're single for for for, wow. for a great cause. So, T- tell me about that because that's that's exciting.
0: So this is probably something that again, it's one of those moments for me where you know I've always kind of had this. Something I wanted to do in my life was bring out a record. And like I said, I flirted with record deals in the past and nothing ever really happened. So, for this to actually be an official single, it's, like, it's my debut single ever in life. It's now available on pre order on iTunes. There's going to be a Spotify pre save link coming at some point this week. And the actual release is April the 17th. Um, and so, the plan was it's basically it's, it's a parody of mine. So, my song, I Like Your Molars, Molars. I Like Your Molars,
1: Molars.
0: We Like Your Molars all oh, patients are all over the world Original singing dentist pun your case man. man I love when my patients keep their recalls because when you don't miss appointments I can keep it nice. even that one <laughs> um, we, I did that about two three years ago and it came off the back of my kids watching Madagascar and they they heard the original I like to move it and obviously I knew the original I like to move it from you know the 90s I love that record and when I started seeing all the kids loving it because of the movie, I just thought, well, that'd be a perfect parody. So I did, I like your molars. And it did quite well, got you know a few millions on a few pages and stuff. And then um, when I thought about bringing out a song, that's the one that always jumped to me because it's such a sing along, it's dead easy. Everyone, like, I like your molars more. You can sing it real quick. So we produced it. We've kind of changed that up a bit. So it's like quite housey. The label cleared the sample. So Eric Murillo himself, he heard it and said, look, I love it, it's cool. So it's all cleared. Um, and the plan was to bring it around around summer because it's quite bubbly and it's quite up-tempo. We thought it'd be a great little summer track and all the rest of it. So we're kind of sitting on it, waiting and planning for the summer release. And with all this stuff started, I just started thinking, you know what? I actually want to bring it out now and give all the proceeds to the NHS because I think that would be just a wicked thing to do, man. And if I could release a single, but at the same time help the NHS, yeah. which I've been involved in since I qualified, you know, my clinic's still predominantly NHS, that would be special, man. I could give back at a time where... Is just so much madness going on and have fun kind of doing it yeah, yeah. in a, in such a troubled time. It could be a good distraction for everybody cause there's so much negativity. It actually helps give some oral health advice, right? So within the song, I'm telling you brush your teeth, don't smoke loads, don't eat loads of sugary stuff. So there's a bit of advice there. It's a bit of fun. And if we can raise some money for the NHS as well, then awesome. So I spoke to my team, I spoke to the label, they were like, mate, I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. So,
1: Here it is, April seventeenth.
0: It's coming out as a proper song. Um, So yeah, we we should hopefully get some kind of lyric video because again, we can't shoot videos now because no one, you know, we're all staying indoors. So they're going to do some kind of like lyricy video thing, which I'll put put out on all the socials and
1: let's see how it does, man. I
0: really hope it does well. I really hope everyone gets behind it, and you know, ninety nine p is all it is. Um, if everyone could could support it, that would be awesome. Because, like I said, it's, it's all of everything that I get from the sales, from the the revenue is going to the is going to the NHS. So. It'll be awesome, man. Bro, I, I'm doing.
1: gonna get 50 copies minimum, and that's just oh, me. Right. And I'm like, you, I, I'm not gonna pass it around <laughs> to anyone. But listen, Appreciate we're you. gonna turn <laughs> this around very quickly, and we'll push awesome. people to get it. Honestly, you know, it's a great <laughs> cause, man. Because to help the NHS and f- what you do, man, I make it. That'll be good. So, yeah, and Thank look, you. make sure you buy that. Obviously, point there. So, where can people find you?
0: Yeah. So, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I'm um, basically if you just search for "singing dentist," touch wood. Yeah. There's not many other guys <laughs> out there.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you'll see me on there, but it's either at dentist singing on Facebook and YouTube, or it's actually singing dentist on Instagram. I was lucky to get that one on Instagram. So yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you'll find me there, man. You'll see my my eyebrow face like that, yeah, or like yeah. something. And um, yeah, I, I try and post. I'm actually even on TikTok now as well. I'm dentist singing on TikTok. I'm doing these I've got to check.
1: I've got to follow you, man. I've got to follow you on TikTok. I guess we'll get some, you know, get some TikTok, dance moves. TikTok, I
0: quite like it, man. It's super creative. Yeah, So yeah. you can do some cool stuff with it. And and I think it's a different type of content. You can't just recycle your Insta content or recycle Facebook stuff. I really now see a difference in all the three different platforms. Yeah. Facebook responds so much better to different things, Insta, different things, and now TikTok as well. So for a creator, someone who has a creative soul, you can really have some fun with the three different groups. And then YouTube... Is just another kettle official to get as well. They're yeah, even has its own formula. So for these four platforms, they'll keep you busy as a creator. Hundred
1: percent. I know we've got teams now, just trying to keep up with the content. But and the podcast that's and your podcast as well. Forgot about that. You you oh, got your yeah. own podcast.
0: Pod- yes, yes, I've got a podcast. It's called Feeling Good. So, again, that's available on all kind of platforms. But I teamed up with Entail, who are um, an app um, that you can listen to podcasts through. But they also have, like, a visual element to it where little things pop up, like images, links to stuff, little bits of video. And Feeling Good is basically me just chatting to – celebs people I've met along the way people I've forged kind of friendships with and I talk about their teeth their journey their life and we always we play some fun games and yeah it's just an interesting light hearted kind of chat man so a bit of entertainment a little bit of oral health advice and yeah man a great opportunity to meet some cool people along yeah, the way yeah. and, and do the podcast with some really great characters. So yeah, we'll see now how check, like that ch- goes.
1: yeah, check it out because you had Peter Andre on. Then I listened to that. Really good. I love I love Peter yeah. Andre. He's amazing. Thanks. Great, oh, he's great a guy. A legend, he's such a nice guy. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. We're really we're cool. similar age, so we we grew up with Peter Andre. You know, he's like a legend to us. Absolutely. You Marvelous know what I mean? a
0: Mysterious girl Still. still, still oh, classic epic, Every time I comes out,
1: everyone loses their mind. Epic, <laughs> epic, epic, <laughs> epic. So look, I want to thank you for coming, Milan. Obviously, we've met a couple of years ago. so much for having me, man. Honestly, I really, really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for taking time to do this, and I'm so glad we managed to. Now done, respect
1: man. respect that. okay have a great day and we'll we'll catch you soon
0: awesome thanks great. bro peace